0: What's up everybody, welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John and this is r slash tales from tech support. Well, we got Nickel here again, no more Nickelback jokes. Anyway, put a little bit of catnip in the box and uh, yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, there's going to probably be some background noise on this one. Alright, let's read some stories. I thought you'd have one. Many years ago, I worked for a small independent IT shop. I'm not proud of my time, behavior, or attitude during those years. It was my first job in IT. I was in my mid-twenties, and the atmosphere of the place was absolutely toxic. We thought we were gods, when really we were clowns and cowboys. Oh, this is the same guy from... What the hell? All stories are around 15 years ago and to the best of my memory. Cast for this is me and the customer. Customer. Hi, I came in yesterday and bought this. It doesn't work. Customer hands me a router. Just the router. Nothing else. Oh, for frick's sake. Me. Okay, I can test it. Do you have the power supply? Customer. No, I thought you'd have one. Me. We don't. I'd need the power supply to test this. Customer. I didn't bring it with me. Me. Customer. I didn't think I'd need it. Me. I can't test it without powering it on. Customer. But I don't have it. Fine, let me take the mental leap for you and just say it out loud. You don't want to say it. You want me to solve your problem, but it's your problem. Me, can you come back with it? Customer, well that isn't very convenient. Me, I can't power it on without the charger. Customer, I got two buses to get here. Me, I can't test it without power. (laughs) Customer, I'd need to get two buses home and another two buses back to get it. I find that sometimes agreeing with someone pleading inconvenience puts an end to it. It gives words form. Saying it makes it real, gives it shape, calcifies. It collapses the quantum wave function. I don't really know what that means and welcome an EL, what is that, ELI5 or EL15 response. It ends doubt. It ends stupid arguments. Sometimes. Me. Yes. Customer is unprepared for bluntness, but is prepared to have another go. Customer. I would have thought you'd have one. Well, we absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, know which of the two of us definitely without question owns a PSU for a router, don't we, dude? Me, the only ones we have are the ones that come with the routers themselves. Customer, well, you have more of those right there. Small aside here, one thing that really annoys me is people who see or imagine what they want and argue when they can't have it. No, dude, you need an A-B USB cable for your printer, not an AA. The A socket on the front of your printer is for a USB memory stick. It isn't the same as the B socket on the back to plug in your PC. No dude, we do not have, order, or make USB to firewire cables. No dude, this RJ45 splitter will not work for you if you only have one. It's not a power extension strip to make more plugs for network cables. You need one on both ends. A plug that turns one RJ45 8 wire cable into two 4 wire runs within the same cable. Stop leaning over the counter pointing and shouting. Get the F out. Me. It's a sealed item. If it's opened, we can't sell it as new. Customer, but you do have one. Me, for the customer that buys that router, yes. We can't sell it as new if it's unsealed. I'm not going to do that. I don't actually remember how the conversation finished. I do remember testing it the next day when he came back with the charger, and it worked flawlessly. Someone scared himself while we were in the middle of that story by rolling over in the box, and now he won't get in it again. I can't win. Okay, so what if you tested the router... And found out that there was an issue. Did he just think that he didn't have to return the rest of it? Like the power cable? Like usually when you make a return. You have to return all the parts that you got with it. I don't know. People are just nuts. So, The forgotten password. In another life I was working as an IT handyman in order to survive. I was often solicited to do menial but easy jobs. Making backups, configuring email, training. But this time the job turned into a nightmare. I was asked by old lady to set her email account on her new PC and how to use the client, Thunderbird. Me. Okay, last step is to input your email account password in this field. Old lady. Password? Why? Me. In order to fetch your emails, Thunderbird must know your password. Old lady. That was not the case with my old computer. I just opened Outlook Express and my emails were displayed. Me. Well, you probably had it memorized. We'll do the same here. Just input your password. Old lady. I don't remember it. At this point, I'm hoping her old computer is still around so I can recover the damn password. Me, is your old computer still here? Old lady, no, my nephew brought it to the dump a few days ago. (laughs) Hope is gone. But wait. Let's connect to her ISP client account and reset the password from here. Me, when you had internet set up in your house, you received ID papers, right? Could you please bring them up? About 30 minutes later, I have the credentials under my eyes. Connecting to client account. Password rejected. Me did, you d- me, did you change the default password? Old lady, yes, I heard it should be changed ASAP. Me, so what password did you use? Old lady, I don't remember it. At this point, I decide to call ISP support. 40 minutes of elevator music later, L1guy, hi, I'm L1guy from ISP, how can I help you? Me, hello, I'm me and I'm calling on behalf of one of your customers, old lady. She's forgotten her email account password and her ISP account password. I'd like them reset. L1guy. Sure. Is her email oldlady at ISP.com? I'll send her an email with an account recovery link. (laughs) Me. Wait. She can't access her email account at all. She won't be able to receive your email. L1guy. She can access from the ISP webmail. Me. Getting frustrated. I already told you. She doesn't remember her ISP account password as well. It won't work. L1guy. Sir, are you sure you it will work? I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Now I'm getting more frustrated. Could you please transfer my call to someone from L2? L1 guy. They're all busy at the moment. Just let me help you. Me. Now even more frustrated. Put me in the queue of someone of L2. I'll wait the time it takes. 50 minutes of elevator music later. L2 guy. Hi, I'm L2 guy. What do you need? Me. I explain the whole situation again. L2 guy asked for invoice ID, date of birth, and promised me to send Old Lady a letter with working temporary password. A few days later, Old Lady received the letter. I set new passwords, finished Thunderbird configuration, trained her to receive and send emails. Then I asked her to write the passwords on a sheet of paper to store it in a safe place and to not change them anymore. Old Lady's happy, me, not so much. I wasn't paid much. And this is the end of the tale of the forgotten password. I would normally discourage people from writing passwords on pieces of paper and things like that, but For somebody like this who's pretty much just only doing email probably, meh. You know, it's not like she's got, unless she's got a bunch of grandkids messing around on her computer or something, but I don't know. You got to do something, otherwise she'll never get her damn email. Head tilting perspective. It's time for me to tell a story that happened a while back. An occurrence that happened today reminded me that I need to share at some point in my life. I was in the military and worked at an IT help desk for a command unit in the Asia-Pacific region. The unit I was in is the kind of unit that makes crucial military decisions like war planning and missile launches and manages other critical operations. One of the unit commanders was a one-star general, high up in the military. He was a friendly human with a great sense of humor. One day I got called into his office. It was a bit concerning since he had never asked for help. His chief of staff slash assistant would usually fix everything for him before it got to us. When I walked into his office, I noticed that his computer monitor was flipped upside down and was balancing between a few stacks of paperwork and the back of the monitor was leaning against the wall. It was very unsteady and would fall if I tapped the desk hard enough, but the balancing act did indeed work. I looked at his screen and it was right side up, so I pressed control plus alt plus left a few times to correct the display. Then I take his monitor and put it right side up. He looked at me with a blank stare that I'll never forget and said, uh, thank you. Later down the road, I found out that his chief of staff flipped his display as a joke and insisted he didn't know how to fix it. The chief of staff had also told him that the best thing to do would be to order a new monitor while never actually ordering a new one. The chief of staff watched his general work like this for months. (laughs) I still think about a Marine Corps general staring at an upside down computer monitor making crucial military decisions to this day. It makes me giggle and reminds me not to take life too seriously. That's right. There's enough serious things going on in our life and in the world around us that we really need to learn how to just laugh, be chill, take in the scenery around us, enjoy the weather. Life's too short, man. That's all. I can explain things to users, but can't understand it for them. The place I worked at a few years ago had an internet outage site-wide. Got up and went old school, telling everyone across the building that the internet was out. ITSM were aware of it, and we'd be getting it back up as soon as possible. Slow user. My application is also down. Can you please get that fixed ASAP? I have very important business that needs to happen. Me, application is up. You just can't access it because it uses the internet. Slow user. I don't need the internet. I need application. Please get it fixed. Me, application is accessed via the internet. As soon as the internet's fixed, you'll be able to access the application. Slow user. You're not listening. I'm not using the internet. I'm using application. Please make it a priority to get this fixed before the internet. It's more important. Me, scene missing. Slow user. Scene missing. Me. Walked away after giving up. Scene missing. Not quite sure what was said. I kind of blacked out due to the sheer exasperation at the level of confidence slash lack of understanding I was facing and my training took over. Must have been semi-professional as no complaints or comments from management came of it. I couldn't for the life of me figure out what scene missing meant until I got to the end there. I'm pretty sure I would have wrote that differently, but whatever. We get the point. Like you said, you can explain it over and over and over and you just can't make them understand it you can't be there you can't share your brain cells with them because they will just suck your brain dry and your soul customer doesn't understand the basics of home internet service earlier today i was reminded of a customer from when i worked as tech support for an internet provider this one was short and sweet the customer called in and complained that they didn't have internet access I did some basic troubleshooting and found that their Wi-Fi network wasn't showing up on the computer they were using. Me, can you restart your router and modem? Customer, no, I'm at the grocery store. This person took their laptop to the grocery store and expected their internet to follow them. I explained that we only provide service to their home, and they hung up. Oh dear God. Yeah, I've read about a few people who, like, they realized that their phone still could access the internet while they were out, but they didn't understand... The difference between data usage on your cell network compared to Wi-Fi at home. A lot of people, I guess, assumed it was the same thing, I guess. I don't know how long ago this story was, but... Challenger Shuttle Story In the mid-80s, I worked as an engineering assistant for a communication R&D firm. They specialized in communication equipment, including the first satellite TV stuff. To test equipment, prototypes, first-run stuff, etc., We would connect up to various upload sites, TV, movies, and yes, the raw footage from news sites. January 1986, one of the other techs was very into the space program, so we were watching the raw footage of the Space Shuttle Challenger, listening to the chatting and launch control, the countdown, the liftoff, and then the explosion. It looked like a tiny puff of smoke. We had no idea what had happened. First thought, one of the rockets detached early. Slowly, the reality hit. We sat stunned. Flipped the news on and got the story. We swapped between different news stories the rest of the day. At my age, there are a lot of memories that have faded. This one I still see clear as day. Yeah, me too. I was, uh, 1986. I was a sophomore that year in high school. And, uh, yeah, I remember it clear as a bell, man. Just like 9-11. I mean, I know exactly what the weather was like, what time of day it was. I was sitting in my job trailer on a job site trying to get a fax machine to work that that's a whole other story and uh trying to get my email through dial up uh yeah but anyway i remember when that came across the uh radio i was listening to a morning radio show called uh bob and tom and uh they interrupted their own program it wasn't like the main uh channel owner like you know clear channel or abc news or whatever breaking in they they did it themselves evidently somebody had a news feed on in their studio and yeah it was pretty freaky after the first one happened then when the second one hit that was just unbelievable same thing with the shuttle uh when it went up and that happened we were all watching it live in school i think we were in driver's ed class or something that's why we had a tv going but yeah there's there's certain key moments in life that you'll never forget did anyone get shot today? <laughs> so this is from the end of 2014. I worked for a company that was an outsource basically for multiple ISPs, including a really bad one in northeastern US. I worked the night shift, so I didn't get a lot of calls most nights. However, one night a lady calls in and said that her internet had been crappy the past few days, but that she's been home sick since the day before and couldn't watch her soap operas. She hadn't watched them in years, but as she was sick and would be homesick for a while, she wanted to get her internet working. So we went through some steps, and while doing my stuff, I always like to make small talk so there isn't dead air between us. Me. So which soaps you into? Her. A few, actually. Days of Our Lives is classic. Trying to get back into it. Me. I used to watch that during summers. One Life to Live was addictive as well, and during summer one year when out of school, I watched it daily. Her. Yeah, that one was really good back in the day. So we finish diagnosing and it's fixed. Next day, a call comes in and she gives the number and, oh, it's the lady again. Internet is back out again. Me, did you at least get to watch the newest episodes of your shows? Her. Yes, it's still as bonkers as ever. Wanted to watch the newest ones, but internet is out again. So we talk about some of the older stories while I do what I did the night before and hopes it fixes it. And it does. Next day again, call comes in and it's her. 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 Man, does anyone else work at this company? I always get you. (laughs) Me. They do. I guess you're just lucky. Internet out again? Her. Yeah, I get to watch my stories, but something's wrong. She proceeds to tell me the current story's going on, and I fixed it again. And this time, dispatch a technician to go have a look, as this wasn't going to work, her calling back time and time again. Her. I hope they're able to fix it, but I might still call because no one else talks soap operas with me. Sometimes I miss some of the customers we had. 99.9% 99.9% of them were super nice. And I got to chat with people about some of the weirdest things. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. When you can build a rapport with customers, you know, instead of them always being pissed off because their service is out or there was a billing issue or whatever. And I get it. I mean, there's been times that I've been ticked off of that kind of stuff. But if the customer and the tech or the customer service agent or whatever, if they can both show respect to each other, then everything goes smoothly. You may not get immediate results, but at least you've got somebody trying and then you don't get your blood pressure all worked up over nothing. So yeah, just be nice to one another. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.